Hello and welcome. This is a podcast of Ukraine World. Ukraineworld.org is a website in English about Ukraine. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko. I'm a host of Ukraine World podcast. And today we are talking about Ukrainian culture, why it is interesting, why it is booming. Can we talk about the renaissance of Ukrainian culture right now? My guest today is Yulia Fedyev, the executive director of Ukrainian Cultural Foundation. Good afternoon, Yulia. Thanks so much for joining us. Good afternoon. My first question would be, why, in your opinion, can Ukrainian culture be interesting to the world? I think in the last uh, five, six years, we made a lot of uh, steps forward uh, to the international community. And uh, we have um, developed culture and creative sectors in Ukraine, talking about the modern art Uh, I think we have a lot of great uh, young Ukrainian artists, uh, NGOs, small uh, small enterprises uh, who want uh, to be more open to for networking, for cooperation, and for creation of innovative cultural product, which is interesting not only for the Ukrainian citizens but also for the international community. I think we can now talk about uh, the Ukrainian book and publishing sector and about uh, the creation of Ukrainian book market. Uh, we can uh, be proud of Ukrainian young theater makers and talking about uh, the independent theater uh, like Dach Theater, who are now the members of uh, different uh, theatrical networks and make a lot of co-production with uh, international theaters abroad. We can talk about the young Ukrainian musicians uh, who opened Ukraine uh, for the international community and uh, are singing not only in Ukrainian language but also for in, in, in other European languages. I think uh, after the revolution of dignity, we, we are more open for the Europe and for the international society because previously our culture and creative industries uh, were more oriented to the Russian market and to the post-Soviet market. But I think uh, since the last five years, uh, we uh, we make these um, steps uh, into the international community and have our Ukrainian cultural uh, product, which is innovative uh, and I think really interesting uh, for our co-partners abroad. You mentioned the Dach Theater, which is, of course, one of the most famous uh, Ukrainian cultural products. We can mention uh, Dach Bracha as a musical uh, musical group. We can mention Dach Daughters. It's interesting that it combines very modern uh, topics, very modern modern melodies, rhythmic with um, with traditional Ukrainian singing. Do you think it's a kind of a particular trait of this Ukrainian cultural revival that it combines tradition and modernity? Yes, uh, uh, we entered actually in 2016 uh, a big uh, European program, Creative Europe. And when we look through the trends of the last five, six years and what is popular uh, on the European landscape, most uh, projects uh, who are popular, they are like a combination of the traditional culture and the modern culture. And I think Ukraine 
uh, has uh, this potential uh, to open the Ukrainian folk culture to our international uh, partners uh, and to show how the folk culture can be modern, can be interesting and can be innovative. Uh, and I think that we have what to show and not only talking about, you know, the main cultural products, national cultural products, which is uh, like Ukrainian Vyshevanka or Ukrainian folk music, but also talking about the combination of young uh, Ukrainian artists with the traditions of Ukrainian culture and making it more modern, uh, most, more, more like international wide. So I think it's our strong side of Ukrainian culture, this combination of modern and folk. The phenomena that we mentioned, you can check out on the ukraineworld.org website. We'll try to uh, insert, make uh, make a publication in which we will show you the most interesting examples of what uh, of those phenomena Yulia is talking about. You are mentioning this uh, theater, music, but what are maybe other recent cultural phenomena or ideas that can be particularly interesting to the international audience, except this combination of, of folk and modernity? Uh, I think uh, we can also talk um, about uh, the creation of a cultural policy landscape and be an active participant uh, of uh, the development of international cultural policy making. Because previously, we were more like a recipient of uh, intellectual help from the experts abroad, how to develop develop culture, have to develop cultural policy. And I think now, uh, after the creation of the state institution like Ukrainian Cultural Foundation, Ukrainian Book Institute, Ukrainian Institute, uh, we we are now more active on the international landscape and the policy making. Uh, and uh, I think our experts uh, from the Ukrainian different sectors, visual art, audiovisual art, uh, theater, music, um, cultural heritage uh, can be also uh, a good uh, knowledge makers um, uh, for our international counterparts. Secondly, uh, now uh, we have also a new name uh, of uh, Ukrainian uh, artists uh, who are maybe sometimes more popular abroad than in Ukraine. So people uh, are the main capital uh, of um, Ukrainians. And I think like the talented people have a lot of creative and innovative ideas. Maybe uh, like a few years ago, most of Ukrainian uh, talented people, they emigrated abroad and uh, they created uh, also a great cultural product, but it was named by the country where they lived. And now uh, when um, state uh, begin to invest into the people, into the culture, we can talk more about the Ukrainians staying and, uh, at home and develop their, 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 their own cultural product. Uh, I think when we also talk about the um, audiovisual sector, video games, um, TV product and cinema, uh, we can also see that in the last five years we, can, uh, we have a lot of Ukrainian uh, movies made in Ukraine and also in co-production uh, with uh, US, uh, Canada, Lithuania, France, Germany, uh, and we see how Ukrainian movie makers can win uh, international 
audiences uh, on the Cannes Festival or Berlinale, and I think it's also a big step forward uh, for for the Ukrainian cinema sector. And uh, talking about the visual art, uh, recently we supported uh, a great publication of Alisa Loshkina, made in English and in French, about the Ukrainian artists uh, from the 20th century, where you can see how we were also in the forefront of development of avant-garde, of modern art, uh, also here in Ukraine by Ukrainian artists. So I think we also were writing uh, the the book of uh, the art history of the Europe and uh, the world. And I think now we just have to to open to, uh, this uh, book uh, for, for other international partners and to see uh, how much we have already done into these um, areas of culture and creative industries. You mentioned your institution, Ukrainian Cultural Foundation. You also mentioned other new institutions which were set up uh, just recently, Ukrainian Book Institute or Ukrainian Institute uh, under the aegis of the Foreign Ministry. Finally, Ukraine has these institutions which are basically the, the forms, the very evident forms in which societies are talking to their own people and uh, outside of the world about themselves. Why do you think these institutions are needed? And do they really change the game? Do, are they really a game changer, including your institution, Ukrainian Cultural Foundation, in Ukrainian cultural landscape? Uh, yes, uh, I think it was a great decision made uh, by the previous government in order to set up uh, three big state institutions and also 10 years ago a film state agency. Why? Because previously um, state uh, didn't support uh, the non-governmental sector. So mostly state money uh, went into the state uh, institutions or from the local budgets to the local institution. And non governmental sector uh, couldn't get uh, this funding from the state so they applied for the support by the international organization or by the cultural institution of other states and also they do not have the possibility to earn money by themselves because we didn't have a such phenomena like uh, like creative industries and creative economy it was not uh, a privilege uh, for the ministry of culture and i think when we start uh, to talk about the creative industries and since 2018 we have this prescribed by the ukrainian law and now we have also three institutions where you can have on competitive basis run for money and not only for this from uh, from the side of the state institution but also from the side of the non-governmental sector and now we have this competition and it's good uh, because the competition is always the first step uh, for the beginning of new innovative ideas, uh, which we can see now. And we have a lot of uh, small businesses developed uh, from one person to a big teams of 10, 20, 50 people who are now working in the culture and creative industry sector. And now we can talk about uh, 4% uh, of uh, GDP made by the creative industries. And we can 
enough talk about over uh, 1.5 million uh, people working in in the culture and creative uh, industry sector. So I think this ecosystem of state institutions supporting non-governmental sector is a huge help uh, to develop of uh, different new ideas and uh, also new names on the cultural landscape of Ukraine. So I think it's too early to to say about a big jump into the future of Ukrainian culture and creative industries because all these three institutions work only like two and a half or three years. And the first three years, it's only like adjustment of the institution. Uh, And I think we can uh, talk more about the development and the influence of the state funding on the culture and creative industry sector only in in the next uh, five, six years. Because, uh, yes, uh, we have uh, to to watch uh, the results uh, in the process. Now it's only the beginning, but talking about the need, we received uh, in last two years uh, over 4,000 applications from all over Ukraine. And uh, the amount of money which were asked by the applicants, it was about um, uh, 6 billion of agreements in two years. Uh, and we had only like in the first year 200 million and the second year 700 million for the support of the culture and creative industries. So I think the need of support is really, really big and needed. Uh, and I think we will see already now we see the results, the small one, but we see already. I think in the five, in the next five years, it would be a lot of great international already events or products uh, which are um, known not only in our country but also abroad. It's interesting that you, you you mentioned such a big figures and let's let's try to translate to our listeners. Six billion hryvnias is about, if I'm not mistaken, is about 200 million euros. So this is the size of applications to Ukrainian Cultural Foundation. You also mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, 1.7 million people, right, in creative industries. Do you think that creative class already exists in Ukraine, given these figures, given so much demand for uh, for funding? Yes, I think we have uh, already creative class in Ukraine. Maybe it's not so big like in the Western European or North American countries, but I think it's remain influential (laughs) talking for now. Let me t- let me come back to this uh, to these projects uh, to to your institution. Are there any particular projects of Ukrainian Cultural Foundation of the last year, for example, that you are particularly proud about? Yes, uh, talking about more international projects or national wide. What is more interesting? Uh, l- let's let's talk about both. I mean, it, both. it's interesting okay. to compare both. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we supported a great animation movie for the small children, but it's both in Ukrainian and in English, also for the our international guests, as to say. You can see it's on the YouTube channel. It calls like about uh, the Ukraine, Ukraine in pictures. So it's a short uh, animations about the history of Ukraine and made for the small children to to get to know uh, with our history in more like interactive way. And we are proud that now uh, this uh, animation, now it's like 30 series of this animation, I think it would be more. 
and they are now also developing an application for the mobile phones to be used it also in different language uh, they are adding uh, extra languages except of English and Ukrainian to be used also for for our international guests so uh, it's a good product I think secondly which I already mentioned it's uh, Alisa Loshkina in his book about the Ukrainian modern art from the 20th century also uh, we supported uh, the movie about uh, Dacha Bracha and Dach Daughters and uh, about the famine uh, and the famous uh, Ukrainian social movement and I think it's also would be a great movies not only for the Ukrainian but also uh, for international audiences also we supported a lot of great book projects and publications in English and Ukrainian movies uh, for example uh, we supported uh, a Pamphir it's a movie uh, about uh, Ukrainian uh, Polish and uh, Hungarian relationship so it's about the border and uh, now this movie won some uh, extra funding from the Germany and France so it, it would be a big co-production international co-production so hopefully in the few years Pamphir will also be seen uh, during the Cannes of Berlinale and uh, we also actually supported uh, the um, uh, publication about the Ukrainian um, uh, cinema sector uh, for the international audiences and also uh, our representative Presentation of Ukrainian uh, movie sector on the international cinema markets was also supported by the Ukrainian Cultural Foundation. Uh, and also a lot of um, researches on Ukrainian book sector, on Ukrainian design, uh, of Ukrainian fashion industry. And I think it's also a, a good knowledge uh, to be spread um, not only for the professionals, but also for the citizens of Ukraine to be more into the culture and creative sector. We are also thankful to Ukrainian Cultural Foundation uh, at Ukraine World and Internews Ukraine. Yes. We published the book of essays of Ukrainian intellectuals. It's also av available online on our website, ukraineworld.org. You can check it. So it's it's also one of these parts of you know Ukrainian voices abroad, which is a very important role of these new institutions, which make a kind of a Ukraine a country with a face and a language, and it's very important. There was a risk of substantial cutting of uh, the funding of Ukrainian Cultural Foundation this year. What is the situation right now? Thanks uh, to the support uh, of um, community and also we cooperated with the Ministry of Culture and Information and Policy with Verkhovna uh, Rada, with our parliament, and we succeeded uh, and uh, the half of the financing uh, of the Ukrainian Culture Foundation remains. So for this year we can support over 300 uh, projects. So it's, it means that over... 300 Ukrainian organization will receive state support during the COVID-19 and the crisis we have. And I think it's already a good result for us. Now we are also working together with our counterparts uh, on extra programs uh, for the support of the sector during the COVID-19, as our international colleagues have done, because Ukrainian Culture Foundation is also a member of IFACA. IFACA is an international network of culture foundation all over the world. And now we are 
all, all the time in the negotiation with our colleagues from other cultural foundation and also with our Ukrainian government uh, in order to to receive more money, mostly for the small enterprises, uh, for the independent artists. Uh, it would be mostly the help uh, to recover uh, during the COVID-19. And I hope in June we will have extra open calls for the industry. Uh, so we are doing a lot of job in order to, to be in touch with uh, representatives of different sectors. And if extra help is needed, we are open for this. And we are thankful also for, for the international counterparts who are now showing a great example for the Ukrainian government, uh, yes, uh, to support culture and creative industries. And it's a lot of conferences, uh, negotiation are going on, and it's good uh, that the culture matters. So it's a main uh, message uh, we have uh, to maintain in the governmental sector uh, because uh, culture matters also in the crisis. Let's continue this topic of the crisis because it's very important. I imagine that many projects, cultural projects that were oriented on offline events like cultural fest music festivals or theater festivals should now rethink their strategy or should cancel their activities. How is Ukrainian culture is reacting to the crisis? Yes, uh, we are open for the online uh, formats. Uh, so we are now um, also negotiating with our partners and with the organization who are seeking for the money from the Ukraine Cultural Foundation. And we are open for the relaunch of the projects into the online format. Uh, and a lot of music concerts, uh, film festivals, also some educational programs, residencies, now will be holding online. So we are open for the and we support the sector in this regard because we know how it's how important it is to invest and to try the new format. I think for the future the online formats will be also popular. So now in these hard times we have to learn how to combine offline and online. And for culture is uh, a big challenge because the culture is mostly about uh, the networking, about uh, the feeling of what you see and what you hear. So online doesn't give you such a possibility. But I think it's always important uh, to think more positively because online gives you more possibility to reach broader audiences. And that's why we... Uh, we, we support uh, our NGOs and state and local uh, organization and learn them how to use online tools to be more productive and to, to survive in, in the crisis. Let me come back to a more philosophical question. Um, I would say that under the Soviet Union and earlier under the Russian Empire, Ukrainian culture was oppressed and provincialized. Uh, and this image of Ukrainian culture is something provincial, something uh, coming from the, from the countryside, something not very sophisticated. It was, it is still very much spread by the Russian propaganda or by stereotypes of people, including the Ukrainian citizens. Do you think it is freeing the Ukrainian culture is freeing itself today from this provincial image? Yes, I can be sure about this because I see the projects. And I see how grow the quality of the projects. 
and how do people uh, learn how to work with audiences, uh, with target groups, uh, how to be open for uh, innovative approaches. And I think it's good that Ukrainian Culture Foundation, um, when we were developing our strategy, we set up that uh, this foundation is open not only for the national-wide projects, but also for the local projects, for the regional projects, because we know that when we do not support them, they will remain at the same level. And uh, now we are talking uh, international-wide also about the globalization, and I think it's also the trend, the globalization, and I think we have also to see the strong parts of the local communities trying to invent uh, some new approaches into the culture and creative sectors and i think in ukraine we can talk about great projects uh, in slavutech or in mariupol uh, so which are not the big cities like kiev lviv odessa kharkiv and i think also it's also growing with each year the quality is growing uh, the scope of the projects is growing and the geography of the projects is growing because also in the first year for example ukrainian culture foundation receives 50 percentage of the projects from the capital city kiev in 1919 we received already more projects from uh, uh, odessa uh, lviv uh, Kharkiv um, and uh, Lutsk, so from other cities. And in 2020, we have already a lot of projects for the small cities, small gromadas. Um, uh, and it's a good example, I think. And so we cannot uh, talk about only the rural culture of Ukraine. And I think we have to fight uh, this propaganda from uh, our enemy, uh, showing uh, the deepens of Ukrainian culture through the projects we support. So it's in aim of Ukrainian Culture Foundation to show the Ukrainian uh, cultural landscape, not only through the a big name national projects, but also from the small local projects, which remain important also for the neighborhood countries and also for the societies. For now, we are also rethinking the strategy for Ukrainian Culture Foundation for the next uh, five, uh, ten years. And uh, we also want to like to take an example from the Great Britain approach that culture is for everybody. And uh, each of you uh, can be a creator. Uh, and I think uh, it has to be the strategy for the whole Ukraine, that everybody can be creative and everybody creates the culture, the Ukrainian culture, not only artists, but each of you. And I think we should uh, work more with different social groups and age groups uh, of Ukrainian society. And uh, I think it's, it's the future for, for the culture and art to be more inclusive. So do you think that Ukrainian culture is booming and we can yes. talk about the Ukrainian cultural renaissance right now? Yes, I think so. And that's why it's really important also in the COVID times, as to say, uh, to support culture from the state. Uh, 
uh, to invest into the culture, to promote also the culture of uh, co-funding, not only from the state, but also from the business, from the big businesses, from the society. Uh, because uh, when we are talking about Ukrainians or when we are talking about uh, the German people or the British, uh, we talk about the culture of these countries, yeah? And I think that now, we are talking about not the remnants, uh, yeah, about the remnants of Ukrainian culture, and also about the growth of the non-governmental sector. And I think we should remain investing more and more and creating a good atmosphere and a good uh, environment uh, for Ukrainian culture organization. And then we will see more and more great innovative uh, cultural products and. Uh, like Ukrainian culture will be in the top 10 uh, making the agenda for the whole world. It's my dream and that's why I'm working in the cultural sphere because I believe in culture. I think it's a fundamental sphere for the each country. You know, when you do not invest in culture, then you cannot talk about the economy, about the social life, about the education, because culture is about uh, also uh, how you see the world and how you feel the world, and how you see yourself, and what you think about yourself. So I think we should invest in culture, because creative economies is our future, and not industrial economies as before. Thank you so much for this optimistic conclusion. In these dark times, uh, we can believe in Ukrainian culture, and we can expect Ukrainian culture to grow even more. This was Yulia Fedev, Executive Director of Ukrainian Cultural Foundation. Thanks so much for joining us. It was a Ukraine World podcast. Follow us on our website, ukraineworld.org. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you like this podcast, share it with your acquaintances and with the broader public. So Thanks so much. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko. Stay with us. Thank you.